Welcome to the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best doubles strategies to improve your game and win more matches. I'm your host, Will Bocek. This podcast, my website, and my weekly newsletter all focus on the goal of better understanding the sport of doubles and helping players like you improve faster through actionable advice that you can use in your very next match. My goal is to provide the best doubles strategy resources in the world. And to do that, I study, analyze, and work with players at every level of the game, all the way up to the ATP and WTA tours. If you enjoy this podcast, I've created double strategy products that go even deeper if you want to take your doubles knowledge to the next level. At the end of this episode, I'll explain more about them, or if you want to learn more now, go to thetennistribe.com slash products. Here's today's episode. In this episode, I sit down with Nate Lamons and Jackson Withrow, both top 50 ATP doubles players. And this conversation is from Saturday at the Dallas Open. I caught up with them after their semifinal win, uh, and they went on to um, lose the final the next day, uh, taking the first set 6-1 and then losing 7-6-10-7. And this is definitely a rising team on the ATP Tour. Um, Keep an eye on them throughout the year. But uh, if you're a club level player, I want you to really focus on um, the way that they talk about themselves as a team and about each other. Uh, Their team chemistry seems really, really strong uh, and their communication uh, even more so. Um, And this is really important for uh, asking questions and communicating with your partner on the court as well as after matches. So I ask uh, Jackson and Nate um, what is their post-match routine? Uh, what is um, or what makes their partner, the other player, um, such a good doubles player? Uh, and you can tell that their communication and kind of team chemistry uh, is really, really strong. So um, this is a fun, short conversation, uh, getting to know kind of a rising uh, doubles team on the ATP tour. So I think you'll get a lot out of this and get to know um, two really good guys who uh, played college tennis as well at uh, SMU and Texas A&M. So without further delay, enjoy this conversation with Jackson Withrow and Nate Lamons. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today, we have Nate Lamons and Jackson Withrow with us, the Dallas Open finalist. They just won their semifinal match, 7-6, seven, 7-5. Seven, uh, Nate, how's it going? Yeah, thanks for having us. It's going great. Feels good. Um, so I wanted to start with uh, just overall how the week's been for y'all. Um, this is kind of a home tournament for you. This is the second uh, year for the Dallas Open. Um, how's the week been? How's the second year been uh, at your home courts? Um, what, do, what do you make of it so far? Uh, yeah, for me, for me, it's amazing to be back here uh, playing at SMU where I went to school. Uh, really cool to be able to have so many friends and family come out that don't get to watch me most of the year. Um, so that's really special. It's special being here at the facility that I finished, uh, at in college. Um, they're definitely working out some kinks with the the sort of tournament layout and whatnot. Um, but it's definitely better than it was last year and I'm sure they'll make it even better next year. Um, but yeah, it's been a great week so far. Awesome. So, uh, Jackson, a question for you. Um, y'all just finished the match, uh, in one seven, six, seven, five with a late break. Um, what do you make of the match and talk a little bit about 
um, your post-match routine. I know you all just went and got a bite to eat, um, and then now you have to do this. But what do you all typically do after a match like that? Um, And then talk a little bit about that specific match as well. Yeah, I mean, I think today's match is kind of indicative of of how indoor tennis is, you know, small chances here and there, mm-hmm. a lot of tiebreakers. Um, you know, fortunately enough, we were able to squeeze that first tiebreaker out, got really deep. I think it was 13-11, um, yeah. you know, and then finally having a chance late in the second, you know, we we kind of talked about it after the match and and having that opportunity, even we were 40 love down that game, mm-hmm. able to come back and uh, at least just make them play a few points, maybe make them feel a little bit of pressure in a moment that, you know, it was pretty important for them to kind of still be ahead in the set. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, post-match, I think we try and maybe touch on some things that maybe really stood out right away so that it's fresh and mm-hmm. kind of talk about it there. Um, you know, we both did a stretch right after, grabbed a quick bite, um, kind of decompressed a little bit. And then I know Nate, you know, Nate and I both watch film quite a bit and we'll go back and maybe try and get it watch it, see some things that maybe we didn't do, and then maybe look to see obviously who our opponent is, um, bounce some ideas off of, of what we like and what we, uh, what we think will be successful. Cool. Uh, do you have like a specific set of like questions or things you go through after each match or is it just kind of chatting it out and kind of, yeah, more, more I think for us, it's more of just execution. You know, if we find yeah. ourselves in weird positions, we kind of ask the other person, you know, should I have been here? Should I have not? Yeah. Um, should I have gone? You know, there was a few, few moments where we found ourselves in awkward positions that from playing with each other for so long, it's very rare that I feel like that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it does, you know, I think we make the correction quickly to make sure that both of us are on the same page. And, um, you know, I think, the open communication between the two of us and, and accountability has been huge and why we've been making these strides and um, just being consistent. Will y'all uh, watch tonight's match in person or just on uh, TV? Um, I guess no plans yet. I mean, probably not in person. Yeah. Um, it could think, be late. Uh, yeah. I mean, it could be late. And yeah. um, I think uh, everyone's a little different um, about sort of how much time they want to spend at the facility. Uh, right. Personally, I think I've definitely erred on the side of spending too much time on, at the court sometimes. So yeah. uh, a day like today where we finished earlier, I think I'll take advantage of that and try to get out of here as quick as I can. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I wanted to step back a little bit. Uh, last fall, um, y'all won in San Diego. You made the final in Spain. Uh, Nate, you won in uh, Korea with Raven Clawson. Um, and then you've already made a final this year in Auckland. And then now you're here onto the final in Dallas. Um, what do you feel like has gone right? And you can break this up either into last fall and early this season or answer it together. But what do you feel like has gone right to um, lead to this success? Um. I mean, I guess the first thing Jackson sort of touched on it um, a couple minutes ago, um, sort of when we, when we came back to being a partnership last last summer, mm-hmm. uh, we sort of we, we talked through some changes we wanted to make as far as communication between the two of us. And I think we're at a great point. And, and like he said, our post-match routine, I think it's kind of indicative of how we are now where, you know, if there are thoughts about where one of us should be, um, you know, we're both very open and honest about about that. And that's allowed us to make adjustments and get a lot better, I think. Um, mm-hmm. and it, and it shows that both of us are bought in working on our stuff as a, as a team and also individually. Um, and then I think as far as the success recently, um, you know, I think we, we've, we've played well sporadically. Um, and I think really even 
as early as U.S. Open match. I think we really played well. I thought we played well first round, second round. We played a great team, but I thought we played really high level. Mm-hmm. And then after, I mean, we went on a stretch there, um, kind of undefeated there for a couple tournaments. And um, I think a lot of that was just sort of getting on a run, feeling confident and sort of trusting our stuff. I think the way we serve, we're, we're going to be in a close match at the very least. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that freed us up. We got through, we kind of Houdini to match at, at the carry challenger, I think early, okay. maybe semi, was it semi? Yeah. Um, and then it was sort of like house money and we kind of wrote it and yeah. sort of kept it going and it was great. I mean, went to Spain even, you know, a few weeks later and still doing it. So yeah, feeling good. Uh, any thoughts on that, Jackson? Yeah. I mean, I think for what Nate did last fall, especially, I mean, I thought it was pretty incredible considering, you know, we go carry to San Diego coast to coast. Then he goes all the way to Seoul with a different partner. Yeah. I remember when that happened, I was like, there's no way. It's (laughs) unbelievable. And and it was, you know, unfortunate I couldn't join him, but I had a buddy's wedding that week that I, you know, had to attend. And, um, you know, for him to then be able to bounce all the way back and go to, you know, he in Spain, and make a final there. I mean, his stretch and his ability to adjust court surfaces outside, inside, you know, I think speaks a lot to his, um, his level of his game and, you know, kind of the adversity that he was going through. And I think it's, he would probably agree. I think it's, it's easy when you're winning, um, you know, to kind of embrace all those moments and to have, uh, you know, long trips, make it worth it. And, um, yeah, I think rolling on confidence is a huge thing for us. But I think at the same time, it, it kind of created this mantra of, of that we want to go and take it in a sense. You know, we we kind of want to have things on our rackets and, um, you know, kind of go after some of these teams. And we respect everyone, obviously. And I think tennis is is a sport to where if you're if you're hungry, you're, you're a really dangerous team. And I think there's a lot of young, hungry, dangerous teams that kind of see windows maybe now um, mm-hmm. with some of the the later generation, older guys kind of maybe weeding out here and there. But, um, you know, I think Nate and I were just super excited. You know, I felt like I kind of bought back in to the, my overall process of getting better around French Open time. I was playing with Johnny O'Mara and we made third round um, mm-hmm. at French and kind of opened my eyes up to being like, Hey, let's, let's maybe start doing things more the right way, but also let's find something that's consistent. And fortunately enough, you know, Nate, Nate was kind of hoping and feeling the same thing and we were able to get back together. And I knew we had both wanted it so badly the year prior that, um, I think it was kind of a bummer. We didn't have the results we wanted. And now that we can kind of see what the top end looks like, I think we've really raised our lower end to, to be close to that. So it's, it's exciting. Um, you know, we've, like I said, made our second final this year so far and hopefully we can get this one. So you just said we've raised our lower end. So does that mean, are you saying like when you play bad, it's not as bad as it used to be? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been watching a lot of tennis channel this week and I think Paul Anacone says it best, you know, we're only as good as our average days. And, you know, I've been taking that to heart in more of a literal sense for him and how he's been talking. Um, obviously he's been working with Taylor and that's been a huge mindset for Taylor. But, um, yeah, I think in doubles consistency and small margins are only going to make, make you better. Um, if you're going to execute, you know, I think we've been broken twice this year and we've lost two of those matches. Um, and, uh, well, actually we got broken. We won that match. And then the only match we really got broken loss was in Australia. But, um, 
we pride ourselves on our serves, taking care of our serves, hitting our spots and executing as a net player. Um, you know, we had a few break chances that we saved today. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's just I think we've found ourselves to be wanting the ball more, um, kind of like liking and loving the moments of, of pressure and embracing that a little bit more. And um, I think it's been kind of a whole mindset change for us that's now, like you said, lowered our, our bottom level. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year y'all both, uh, cracked the top 50 for the first time. And now you're, I think you're 46 ish, something like that. And then, yeah, I think you're at 50. Um, I was looking at it this morning. Uh, so two questions, either of you can take this. Um, what is something now that you are, you know, in the top 50 and maybe, maybe the ranking's not reflective of the level, but what's something you're better at now than you were say one or maybe two years ago? And then also what's something you want to be better at like one or two years from now? Um, I think, I guess the first way I'll answer it is as a team. I think Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the reason why I think our lowest level a couple years back when we first started playing, I think we had some, there were some miscommunication issues on court. We'd get in awkward positions a lot more often. Okay. And do you have an example? Um, trying to think i mean we've definitely yeah i mean a lot of it's like shot placement and just being aware of like okay you know the the partner has a good way of covering his side and i can recover or right there's you know there's moments where you need to switch sides and i think we've gotten so much better at recognizing it yeah uh, and being in better spots even if we don't win the point yeah but it, it allows us to avoid being in in defense i guess as much as we were before you'll had one today where you switched exactly. from the back mm-hmm. i think jackson you took a forehand and exactly. you that's ran back example. behind him it was i wish i had that one on video <laughs> that was such a good that's point. a great example because that's yeah. actually that's actually even more recently than than a year or two ago that's sort of mm-hmm. something we've really come to i don't know in the last week honestly i think there's and doubles is a you know it's different in singles and that the movements and the and the shot structures are different yeah. and I think there's always little little permutations that you find with with points, and um, I think that's something we were doing a lot better is sort of figuring out those and and being really open about how to solve the problem. Um, and I think two years from now, you know, I think um, really continue getting better sort of return games. I think um, we 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 can still be a little streaky returning both of us, um, mm-hmm. myself especially, and I think. Um, Going forward, I think that's that's something that can really help us get, you know, sort of consistently at the highest level. I think we serve, we can serve and play serve games with the best of them. And I think the mm-hmm. the next step is for us to, you know, get those return games a little better. Yeah, I would I would probably say returns from a future, you know, in the next year or two. I think it's maybe we're kind of the brute, you know, um, hit hard, play hard kind of thing. And I think a little bit of variety wouldn't hurt us. Um, you know, like today, I think kind of got us in into that last game where we broke just to throw up a few lobs, just to make teams play a little bit more rather than giving yeah. a lot of return points away. Um, yeah, I thought you'll have some really good lob returns today. Yeah. I mean, I some think, of the points you didn't win, but you got into them. And- right. And I think it's just doing something that's different. You know, we, we want to make teams feel uncomfortable and do something that they have to change rather than us making significant changes and trying to problem solve. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, as far as the last year, I would, I would say, um, just kind of like, like Nate said, shot placement, um, understanding where your partner's going to go and trusting that your partner's hitting that spot. You know, I think there were times where 
both of us would bail out in certain situations um, and, and maybe hit the wrong ball. And one out of every eight or nine would be unbelievable and would look yeah. great and be like, oh, wow, you know, you, you guessed right on that one. Right. But most of the time, majority of the time, those, those happen in big moments. And, you know, now we've kind of trusted our, our philosophy, our, our game plan and kind of just rode that wave. And, um, you know, it seems to, seems to be working, but there's always, always little things to improve. Sure. Um, so now let's do a kind of a team chemistry question. Uh, Nate, what makes Jackson such a good doubles partner? Um, I think the main thing for me is it, it makes my job easy as a net man. Um, yeah. can take a lot of pressure off you knowing that your, your partner can kind of serve his way out of trouble. Yeah. Um, I like to think I can do the same thing for him, but, um, I think that's, we're about to find out. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, I think too, it's, 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 I think Jackson's got a great eye for the court and strokes as well. And I think it's great uh, to have a partner who can kind of give you good feedback that works for your strokes. Um, you know, he, and he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, I guess berate me when I make mistakes, but he, he's yeah. willing to give feedback at, um, when it's needed. So I think those are the, the two big ones for me. Yeah. Same question. Yeah. I mean, I think. Nate said it, you know, both of us serve really well and, and hopefully as if we execute, we make the net man's life pretty easy. Um, I think Nate does a great job on court. I mean, he handles his mental side, I think, super well. You know, I think in the last two years, especially when we did play a few years ago, there were times where I think Nate gets a little down on himself. I mean, as tennis players, we're perfectionists. Um, but now, I mean, I, I do feel this difference of positivity and it's easy kind of staying engaged with a guy that's you know, open to hearing you talk and at the same mm -hmm. time also bringing you up when you're kind of having slumps and, and moments where you're down. So, um, you know, now that we both have been able to kind of openly be honest and talk, you know, I kind of berated him today a little bit um, mm -hmm. at that at that deuce game that where we had some break chances. But um, I think it's it's just making that sh making sure that we're accountable and the person having ownership to it, you know, and I think he's he's an incredibly smart intelligent and receptive person um off the court and uh you know makes makes life super easy when you can trust somebody like that yeah talk a little about that deuce game was yeah this the first set it was 40 the, love game it was the second set um where yuki would obviously hit three great returns um he went return winner three return winners um uh, yeah okay. and uh you know i think the first the second one um that he hit we had called across out of the eye and uh, Nate maybe pulled his back racket back a little bit, but it was sideline too good. Yeah. And then 40, 30, Yuki goes body forehand rip at Nate, lets it go, goes in again, back of the line. But at those moments, you know, it's kind of what we've prided ourselves and talked about like, Hey, we want the ball. Let's go get the ball. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I <laughs> he called a cross, I think, on a second serve. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, he called body, yeah, yeah. He, he called body backhand and, and I was, on edge already saying like, I think we've, we've called this too much. And so I kind of defaulted away from the call and I ended up going T knowing that he was moving, um, and ended up paying off. I'm glad it did. Cause if I would have missed or, you know, doubled, then I would have probably had some regret for myself. But, sure. um, you know, I just said to him, I was like, dude, let's, we're the, we're the team that wants it. Let's go get it, you know? Um, and then obviously we turned around that next game from 40 love down to, to breaking. And that was kind mm -hmm. of the match and we got to ride, you know, Nate's four, four aces. The next game makes life pretty easy. Yeah. So, uh, last question for y'all, uh, how can we make doubles more popular? And I'd like to hear from both of you. 
I think for me, the biggest, um, is just having the matches accessible, um, streaming wise. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's, uh, I don't know, I guess the structure of all the kind of media rights and, and whatnot, but I think, it's um, complicated. Yeah, I know it's, <laughs> I, I know it's, it's not mess. simple. I'm trying um, to learn. Yeah, I know. Um, I know even my sort of friends and family have struggled in the past to stream my matches. Yeah. Um, which it, it's an interesting one because at Challengers, you can watch all of the matches online. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of this 250 and I think maybe 500 range that it's sort of subject to, I think, maybe the tournament and what they want to put. Oh, sorry, just yeah. 250s. Um, but um, I think that's a big thing is making it to where people can watch it. Um, cause mm-hmm. I think in like today's shows, I mean, there's quite a few people in the stands watching and, yeah. um, you know, I've played in front of some, some great crowds. And I think if, if they have to go in person to see it, it's a little tougher, uh, maybe to ask people to get engaged. Um, but, um, I think the, the lay person plays a lot of doubles, you know, right. sort of casually. And I think if you can make it visible online, that's, that's definitely the, the start. Yeah, I think, I mean, I do think doubles, do, it gets a bad rap from a level of tennis-wise. I mean, granted, I wouldn't be able to do anything these guys are doing on court right now who are playing singles. Sure. But at the same time, I mean, we're we're also doing things that they could probably never imagine. You know, yeah, quick definitely. hands. I mean, Nate's got um, unbelievable reflexes, and it's saved us from matches before. And, yeah. you know, I think just seeing it so much more and, and – I think you get to appreciate the game if you're able to see it live for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, the rhythm of points like today, you know, both teams serving well, maybe not making a lot of returns. So there isn't that um, energy of the crowd to like want to applaud after another return mistake or something like that. Yeah, but there was one like really good point where the crowd. Yeah, they lifted you know, up. You know, yeah. I think we had a few exchanges to where they lobbed over. It was the breaker point, actually, when we were down set point. Um, yeah off the overhead yeah and um but yeah i think nate kind of nailed it on the head i think the accessibility to watch doubles is is very limited um Mm -hmm. you know i think we 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 as a sport and doubles players i mean i think we can find creative ways to make make it more available for the average fan whether it's someone privately contracting out to to just view it and stream it somewhere else so that we could at least share it to other people mm-hmm. um, and at least get some of the word out. But, you know, things like this is is an awesome platform for us to be able to speak and, and obviously for people to get to know us. But, um, you know, I think it, it does a great job as well, kind of um, bringing doubles more to light, you know, and, and we obviously appreciate you taking the time to let us take the floor for a little bit. But, um yeah. Yeah, I think I think watching it is is key and um, trying to get yeah trying to get some viewership there because I do think they would appreciate what's going on on court. Yeah, yeah, I think it can happen. It's just going to take time. Yeah. So, cool guys. Anything else uh, for the listeners before I let you go? No, nope, just thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. That's that's all I got. Awesome. All right, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll include everything in the show notes, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Doubles Only Podcast. If you're interested in diving deeper into any topics I discuss, I've created double strategy products that allow me to bring you more podcasts and other doubles content without relying on paid ads. I have ebooks and courses that help you make better strategic decisions during matches and become the smartest player on the court. Go to thetennistribe.com slash products to learn more. You can also join my free weekly double strategy newsletter that includes video lessons and more on our homepage. 
If you want to connect, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email me directly, will at vtennistribe.com.